What's up, everybody? Nathan Beeler here, and you're listening to the Uplift Podcast. Before we get started today, I do want to take a moment to shout out two other podcasts. One is the Search for Truth podcast with Pastor Dusty Young and his wife, Katie Young. They are opening the word to us in a way that has absolutely just blown my mind. I can't I can't even put into words what they're doing, and they're doing such an amazing job. The other podcast I want to shout out is the Steadfast Devotion podcast with Trey Cornwell and John Calvin Chance. They are setting the podcast world and honestly our movement on fire with hashtag trend the word. And in today's roundtable, I have Sister Mott with me and Sister Cooper with me. Hello. And hello. In today's topic, we're going to be talking about what it means to be a woman in Christ and specifically what it means to take on a a visual, if you would. We're going to back it up with scripture and everything. It's going to make a lot of sense. We're going to break down because there's a lot of stuff that that gets missed and misunderstood when we're trying to convey what it means to be a woman in Christ. And I brought on two women I believe have the best perspective on it. <laughs> That's such a compliment. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, I guess we'll start off with Sister Mott and see what she has on the subject. Well, first of all, um, Diana Mott here. And uh, just to give you a little background, uh, I've known the Lord for, oh, a little over 40 years now. And it's been a journey and it's still a journey. And I learn something new every day. And if we're not learning something new every day, we ought to think why we're not learning something new every day. And how we can apply those things to our life. And so today we will be going over some of those things that have been learned and applied. And hopefully it will help you as well. Kara? Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to dive into this topic because it was something I struggled with. Um, I've been living for God for almost 10 years now. Can you please? Has it been that long? Wow. Almost, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Um, almost. Um, so, um, yeah, I remember just struggling with not wanting to cut my hair, not wanting to, um, follow all these things that I had knew nothing about because I wasn't educated. I was just told, Hey, you know, these are things. Do these things. Right. Right. And so, you know, when you dive in and study and figure out things, you figure or figure out things, you just figure out why we do them and the power and how rewarding it is. So I'm really excited to go into this and hopefully open everyone's eyes. To some oh, things. I think we're going to be opening quite a few eyes. I'm so excited because that is one thing I do notice a little bit about Pentecostals specifically yeah. is it's always a, hey, you know, these are guidelines. Right. And they present them. Of course, our our leadership would never present anything that isn't backed by scripture. For sure. I think where the miss is, is the scripture isn't talked about enough. I, I don't think we go through it enough times to be able to say, okay, this is why we're doing it. This right. is why we're doing it. This is why we're doing it. Right. And I think the main part of, of the things that we do in this church, specifically in the uh, First Pentecostal Church of Wichita, is to set ourselves apart from the rest of everyone else that we interact with. Right. And it's harder for the men, I think, to have that perception. We can 
have a certain way that we talk. We can have a certain way that we walk. We can have a certain way that we interact with individuals that's, that's different right. from the world. But from the woman's perspective, it is it, it is an appearance thing. You can look at a girl, a lady, a woman and say, okay, there's something different about them because of their hair, the way they look, and their dress. And it's almost like not only is it your witness, but it's also something that sparks, oh, why are they different? Why do they feel confident enough to be like that? Exactly. So it's pretty cool. It is very cool. Yeah. And and unlike Kara, who didn't, didn't, had some problems with yeah. maybe cutting... I was probably the exact opposite. I couldn't wait to get my hair up. I wanted to really be associated with these people that even though I was young, I really didn't understand in the Holy Ghost. I didn't yeah. understand all of that, but I wanted to be like them. Right. And it's only because I, I think I saw their heart first. And I think before we can even apply anything to the outside, mm. we have to apply the word of God to our heart. Yes. And I think sometimes we expect young women coming into into the church or even older women any age coming in we expect them to line up before they even have the real heart of god in them yes and have a personal experience yes and it's it's not all about um you know it's a journey we can't expect new babies to be towing the line and we we should never look at them and judge their inner by their outer for sure mm-hmm. ever and because god does not look at us that way if he'd have looked at us that way when he uh, spoke with that woman at the well she would have been done for oh absolutely you know and here she was before the lord of lords and you know he said go and sin no more he wasn't judging her for her you know her past. any of that but he was he was looking at her right and god looks at each one of us and we have to take that personally Right. Our walk, my walk is not going to be like your walk no way. or any other woman's walk. Right. My walk is going to be my walk. And just like a walk, it's a journey. Yeah. And we have a beginning and we are all journeying to the same place. Right. That is our goal. Heaven is our goal. Right. So if heaven is our goal, we are citizens of heaven. So, and if we're citizens of heaven and we have the Lord, our heart should be leading us to the Lord and what pleases him. Yes. Not what pleases the world, right. not what pleases my friends, right. not what pleases my co-workers, but what pleases the Lord. And that has to come first. And that that takes a little bit to know that. Some people may come in and, and be able to get it right away, but I wasn't like that. I was able to um, dress and walk and talk, but it really took me a long time to get all the other in my heart. Yeah, um, I was able to outwardly... Um, look like an apostolic lady or a Pentecostal lady, but inwardly it took me a long time, you know, and it still takes me a long time because I stumble just like, gotta work out those kinks. <laughs> I stumble and we, he knows the Lord knows we all stumble, but he is always there and his mercies are new every day. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can't look at ourselves each day and said, I, f- I blew it today because he doesn't look at it like that. Right. Yeah. He looks at our heart. And if we are, if we are before him and we we are living for him and we look at him and talk with him and lay our heart before him, he is going to be there to lead us and guide us. Yeah. And he's going to put things on our heart and he's going to work with those areas we don't understand. Yeah. So I don't know how you feel about no, those that things, was, Kara. That was awesome. Um, my, I, I was going to say that it's really, I really admire someone who can walk into church and just say, 
yes, I want to keep my hair up or grow my hair out or, or yes, I want to wear a skirt. But for me, it was, yes, I want to marry Buddy Cooper. Yes, I'll go to his church. <laughs> Shout out, baby. I love you. <laughs> but for me, that's what it was. It's like I met this amazing man. And so I was coming to church for this amazing man. And then I found out that there was a greater man. And that's what it was for me. And it, it was almost like as soon as I had that revelation of why I'm doing this and the greater reward, um, I really um, changed my life. It's crazy. Yeah. And a funny thing you were talking about is when like you and Betty, you know, I saw you from day one. I remember the first time Kara came to church. I remember watching her in her walk, um, not only with her husband, but in her walk with God. And, um, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's nice to be able to look at those things and see how they affect you. And just like you, you came to church for Buddy. Mm-hmm. You wanted Buddy. <laughs> yeah. You know, got him. <laughs> if got him. we would look, if we would look at the Lord, at, at if we would look at the Lord Jesus Christ as that special, yes. that most special person in the world, what would we do for him? Oh man, what would we so do good. for him? Does it matter? Shoot, if he said to go stick my head in the sand because he wanted me to, if that was the Lord's, if that's what. I had to do to please him, just like we do some of the silliest things to, to like, okay, my husband does not like, say, lima beans. I will never make lima beans again because I know he does not like them. Right. You know, you will bend over backwards to please that one who means the most to you. Right. So who should, who should we be wanting to please more than anyone else? Not that we don't want to please our husband because he is our earthly. He's the one we're with all the time. If we have a husband. You know, if we're looking for a husband, you know, number one, kind of like Buddy was, you know, already serving God. Right. You you had that right from the get-go. Yes. So when, when you know, young ladies are looking for someone to spend their life with, um, of course, I always think, go oh, look in the church because... For, for real. I think, know, that the the church. I think that goes for guys. I think that goes for guys, too. Yes. Um, <laughs> not that I'm... Because, no, no. <laughs> because not only in your situation was that the case... This is in my situation as well. And me I, and Amber, when we got married, uh, she came to church. Yes. Because of you. Because of me. Right. But you guys were very lucky. Like in Amber's podcast, I, I was listening. You guys were very lucky because it doesn't always work out that way. Not and and it's 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 so funny to I, I love the message of of equally yoked. Yes. I love that message. And I, I will never go against that message. If I can tell any young person, please find yourself somebody in the church. Yes. Because the process but I but it's hard because especially in our own <laughs> testimonies, it's it's played out in such a way that Amber's never been closer. Right. It, it, it's just easier if it's equally yoked. It's there, easier. There were definitely some murky waters <laughs> in the beginning. And that's why I had to do so much studying, but it's because I wanted it. And that's the, and that's the key. That's the key, though, yeah. is, is and the same in Amber's case, when she saw that that's because she understood that, you know, when you have the belief that God is real, when you have the belief that God does exist, where do you turn to from there to figure out what he wants? Right. The Bible. Yes. And for her, not only discovering for herself, but seeing that that's where all that came from was from the word right. and because she believed in God. That's why she chose to keep going the path that we're going now. Right. Um, what was one of the things that you maybe found the hardest while being here and but still having uh, an attachment to the world um well obviously 
my number one thing I struggled with was drinking, but the number two thing would be my hair because like we would always go out, we'd always do our hair, we'd always do our makeup and you'd always wear like the latest fashions cause you know, you're in the club. And so when you're basically stripped of that outward, outward appearance of I fit in with this world mm -hmm. and you're saying, no, I'm not of this world. I'm, I'm, I'm with the church now. It's like people are seeing not only is your heart changing, but your outward appearance is changing. And then that's when they start saying things like, well, who are you? You're brainwashed. Mm -hmm. Why do you do these things? And then for me, it was hard because my friends were going out to concerts. We're going to the clubs and I was going to prayer meeting and I was in, and little praisers was like one of my first things I ever did, um, in church to be involved with something. And then it was just like, what if one of the little praisers parents, um, saw me out in public and I was mm -hmm. wearing pants. What kind of witness am I? Are they going to trust me with their kids? And, or then like you start going deeper and I, I get involved with women's ministry and we bring all these women from in on buses and stuff. And, I, and I'm thinking, what if they see me with my makeup? What if they see me with my hair, you know, cut? And so it was just like one day I'm like, I don't want to be my boat or my feet out of the boat and, and into the world. Like I want to be on the boat going to heaven, mm -hmm. basically. <laughs> I don't want to have one foot out. And so it was that was really hard for me because it was like every day a struggle of wanting to be with my friends and, and my family because mm -hmm. my family is not are they're not in church. So it was hard for me to just say, I have to strip all these things. I have to strip off the world. I have to strip off inward and outward and just go because I didn't want to lose anyone that I loved. And I've lost a lot of friends, but I've gained so much more. And so it was just hard to see the end game, I guess. Yeah. Amber went through that as well. Yes. Her family that she's so grown up hard. with. And I say family, but they're actually just really, they're, they're really close friends. I mean, it, for her giving, like, she still has contact with those people, yes. but they are, they're, they're worlds apart now. Yes. And there's friends that she's had to drop because they've wanted her to keep, you know, Hey, let's keep going out. Let's keep doing yes. this. Let's keep doing that. And, and, and she found, and she'd already made up her mind. Like, I can't keep doing those things because that's not what God wants for me. Right. Right. And I wanted to serve the Lord and I wanted to be pleasing to him because I want to get into heaven. And like, it always gets me emotional because I think about my family and the testimony that I have right now of losing so many family members for so many years who wouldn't talk to me because I chose God. But I think in the long run, it's all going to work out It will, and I will have a reward and I want to see Jesus. I want to worship for a thousand years mm -hmm. and I want to see, you know, all the people in, in the church who've gone before me again. And that's something that I will hold on to for forever. And it's one of the reasons why I don't look back because I want the reward. So. Amen. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. so cool. And my story is just a little bit different because I actually came to Kansas following my husband because he was from the area and I was not, I was a Navy brat. So I had no exposure to Pentecost. Um, and so when I came, I had left, I had graduated high school. I had left all the friends I had. My family was not here. So it was a step really out into an ocean of, I don't know what, but I was following this man that I loved at 18 years old and you know it does happen like that so i knew and he will tell anybody to this day that i knew when i met him that i would marry him and this is when so we had no clue 
Yeah. And he asked me to come and I came and we got married and, you know, just like I said, it started a journey. Yeah. But since I had no friends, I had not one friend here, none. Wow. So it was a, a blank slate for me. Yeah. So I didn't have anybody to let go of because, wow. you know, I had nobody here. Yeah. So it was all a matter of making new, new friendships, new bringing in a new family. So I kind of looked at the church as my family. That's awesome. Then my husband's brother and um, his family was in. So I did have that connection there, but that was it. And I felt like at the time, you know, just because you can see our church was a lot smaller back then. And I knew that there were other women vying for the man that I, <laughs> that was mine. And they were heartbroken, of course, when he was not on the market. So I didn't. So let me just say, he was a hot commodity. I still think he's a hot commodity, baby. But he was off the market. So those young women probably were not. And, you know, I can say that probably I was not always. We, we didn't have friendships. Yeah. You know, because we just didn't. We didn't really connect. We had different things in mind. Um, so it, it's just been interesting. So I kind of attached myself, or maybe I should say that a few of the older women in church then attached themselves yes. to me. Sister Condit, and I don't think any... Sister you, Con? Sister Condit. Condit, okay. And uh, she was, um, she kind of took me under her wing. And not that we were that close either, but you know, I just kind of looked at her and I watched her worship. I watched her with her family and she was very strict. Yeah. You know, but I didn't see anything wrong with that. She had, yeah. she had really good girls the way I, you know, could see it. She was just an older woman that I was able to look at. There were other younger women too, but I, I think a lot of them were struggling with their identities too. And yeah. I guess I, I was able to veer off from getting too close to that. I don't know if, if that makes any sense, but I, didn't really make any close friendships until I started. I don't know. It was just, it's just been quite a journey. And through the years, you can, you can kind of count on, you can have a lot of, of friendship sort of things, acquaintances, but there's very few people that I will like bring into my, my inner, just because you still have to protect yourself. Right. And, um, protect yourself, protect your relationships, protect your walk with God, because you don't always, you don't ha always have the same oh same o going right. on. And so you just have to be real careful, you know, which is why you just need to, to read the word and see what it says. And it, I remember reading this one verse in Proverbs, um, where 23 and seven, it says, so, so a man thinking in his heart, or, um, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I just wanted to be a, a good child of God. Yeah. Not that I wanted to be great because <laughs> I'm one that kind of likes to just fit in the middle. You know, I don't want to be standing out here on top and I don't want to be dragging my rear end on the bottom. Yeah. I want to just be doing my thing. Just, just walking along for Jesus. I've, I've never seen myself as, you know, standing on a, on a pedestal anywhere, <laughs> you know, and having my voice heard because I'm not comfortable with that, but I don't mind sharing because I look at, uh, I look at it more as kind of a generational thing. Yeah. Like if I can be an inspiration or a hands up to a young lady or a to a, yes, I, yeah. and, and I can see that from my perspective now, 
And that's what I chose when I first came to the Lord. It's I looked up to someone else. I was going to ask you how important was that mentorship and in it your was, life? And it wasn't that she taught me, but she taught me by just showing me who she was. Yeah. That's awesome. You yeah. know, her outward was already there. You know, no, I didn't want to wear my hair like her because I thought, you know, it was, you know, okay. You know, it's it was yes. different. You yes. know, <laughs> I tried a couple of different things and my husband looked at me like, if you can all see what my head is oh doing right gosh. now, he'd be like rolling his eyes. But, you know, I just wanted to be, I don't know. Because when your hair is growing out, it's doing some really funky things. Yes. And so it takes a while to get past that. But I wanted to be that so bad. Um, but I did look up to, you know, I looked up to, to Sister Connor. I looked up to Sister Cornwell. And there's been so many through the years that, you know, are no longer around. Yeah. But there really weren't all that many young ones my yeah. age. So, uh, you know, looking at our church now, there's so so I was gonna many. say our church now is so it, many. It's like every tier. It it I think it's um a testament to how many people we've obviously grown. I in my lifetime, I've grown up in the church. This yeah. is this is my home church. I've been here since you know all day one. Mm-hmm. Uh and even then there was still quite a bit of people here. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that in <laughs> Real quick, funny story. I didn't know who Brother Cornwall like. I didn't know Brother Cornwall was a big name. I just knew that he was my pastor. Me, it was me it was hilarious when like I found out like this was actually recent. I was probably sixteen or seventeen. Yeah. Um, when I found out that he's like some big name yeah. preacher, I was like, because somebody it was at a youth it was at a youth conference. Yeah. Somebody asked me, "You're you go to Brother Cornwall's church?" I was like, <laughs> so I was funny. like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's the big deal? She's probably Cornwell. That's so funny. And they're like, yes, he's so cool. Like, he's like, yeah, he's the he's, man. I was like, he's like yeah. yeah, he's all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can now, talk to me. no. I mean, <laughs> he's all right. I mean, obviously now, like, I, I, I have so much respect for yes. for what he does and what he's been through and everything. But it's just, it was just so funny. Then anyway, sidetrack. Um, <laughs> but the the way that the church has grown and how many people we have here now i'm very i am so thankful that my kids are going to be able to grow up in a church yes. where they can not only look Amen. up the way you did but they can look to their side as well and know yes. that i can i can rely on this person i can rely on this person i can rely on this person i can you know i can yes. help this person you know however however it looks but from side to side up and down mm-hmm. they're able to find someone that they can look to mm-hmm. for help not just yes. me i'm not going to be able to provide, I, i'm their father right. i'm not going to be able to provide every answer right. my wife is their mother she's not going to some i i have found through experience that most of the time revelation comes from outside the family yes and as unfortunate as that sounds it's just the truth it takes sometimes finding a way to connect with somebody that you don't know up front like a mentor, mm-hmm. I'm sure you had one. I, I I'm, I'm almost positive. Like, it's <laughs> I like had to. <laughs> exactly, you had to. You had to find somebody that that isn't Buddy Cooper telling you why. Right. Because you love Buddy Cooper. Yes. But Buddy Cooper is just is your husband, and yeah. you see him that way first. Yes. You don't see him as a person, not necessarily that doesn't have authority, because obviously he has authority right. in his home. I have authority in my home. Tim has authority in his home. Mm-hmm. But the revelation doesn't always come from the one person that you're in a relationship with. Right. 
And I, I would like to say that that pedestal that you try to stay off of, like you've always been there for me. <laughs> I always like, because I remember you and, and Tim just being so welcoming and loving and obviously like I'm a first generation Pentecostal, which like makes me swell up with pride because like I, I'm breaking all sorts of um, generational curses for my children. But um, I think of like watching watching how you worship and how you pray with your husband. Like you are on that pedestal that mm. our generation. And um, without my mother-in-law, I would have no idea how to be a Christian mother. I would have no idea how to be a Christian wife. And I would have no idea how to pray and travail. Mm. And so I've, I've learned a lot of things from just watching my mother-in-law and watching my sister-in-law. Um, who actually struggled a bit, but watching her come back from her struggle and being like stronger and, and for live for the Lord better and just watching them with their families, those were my mentors. And then watching sister Vanessa and sister Cornwell, I always look to them to how to dress because I'm like, if they're doing it, <laughs> then I can do it. <laughs> like, that's just who, that unfortunately all the eyes are on them, but that's who I look at. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, she looks cute. I can wear that too. <laughs> but, um, I do want to tell you about about what I, I did my research on the hair because... Oh, yes, please. Yes. Um, um, so yes. real quick before we change this to the Oh, yes, part. sorry, yes. No, it's perfectly fine. Um, I just want to, like, make it known that we're going... Like, so this is going to start, and this is perfect segue. Okay. We're going to start talking about what it actually means to not only be a Christian woman, but what it looks like, <laughs> how it acts. Um, especially those of you who are married, I really would love to get into... Um, how you guys view your marriage okay. with your husband and what it means to you. Okay. <laughs> if, if we can get that far, if okay. it's not too much. No. Yeah. That's great. Cause I, I will start off with saying that. Like, I remember when I first came to church, um, buddy and I were not as educated as we are now because he would tell me, you know, don't cut your hair, um, wear a skirt. Uh, that's too low cut or that's way too tight. Like if I like the way it looks, I don't want somebody else to like the way it looks. And so <laughs> that's that is a, excuse. Yes. that's hilarious. Like, like he's like, that skirt's too tight. I like it, but no one else should. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so that's kind of where we went with that. Um, but I remember I, I would say, why, mm -hmm. why? And he's like, well, it's your covering. And I'm like, well, why does that I, mean? I'm like, why don't I wear a veil? Because in Catholic church, you can wear a little veil, you know, say Hail Mary, and you go about your, your day. And yeah. that's what I was used to seeing. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, 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 no. You just don't cut your hair. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> right? I'm like, okay. And so me being independent, stubborn, hard-headed, but very intelligent. I will plug myself there. No. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> How to say something positive. Ooh. No, but I am very stubborn. I'm very hard-headed and very independent. I just grew up that way. I always have been. I've always had to fend for myself. I need to know why. Mm -hmm. And so um, going along with that, I, I would hear every now and then, like, you don't cut your hair because angels are around you. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. I like angels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you don't cut your hair because it's your covering and all this other stuff. So um, I did my research and we've done a lot of research on this. And um, actually, it's really cool because Brother Bankins did a Bible study and just kind of reaffirmed everything. So that's my son. <laughs> um, so in Ezekiel, you have to go to the very beginning for all this to make sense, by the way. Um, so in Ezekiel, it talks about how Lucifer was the most beautiful angel. They had three cherubim angels, uh, Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. 
And we know that Michael was the warring angel. Angel Gabriel was the messenger Amber, angel. And Lucifer was the worship angel. And um, he's the angel, that the cherub angel that covereth. And so we see in Ezekiel 28 and 7, how he talks about how he was beautiful. He said, thou art the anointed cherub. This is Ezekiel 28 and 14. It says, thou art the anointed cherub that covereth. And I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stone of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created till iniquity was found in thee. So first off, let's point out that God is the one that made Lucifer this way. Because he even says that like, hey, I made you this way. You are beautiful because I made you this way. And you were perfect until you found in, uh, iniquity was found in thee. So he was the angel that covereth, which means that when all the angels were worshiping, that he would spread out his wings and cover. And they, the angels could see God through Lucifer. And um, that's how they worshiped was seeing God through Lucifer. Now, and um, we're going to go over to 1 Corinthians 11 and 15. And it says, but if a woman have long hair, it is her glory to her for her hair is given to her for a covering. So... Um, in that instance, that's where we can make the connection that um, with Lucifer being the angel that covereth, and since he has since fallen, God has bestowed that power upon women to be the covering here on earth. Um, when we do not cut our hair, we can cover our husbands, our families, and our homes. So we have the same power, therefore, that Lucifer did, knowing that we attract the angels. When we worship, the angels are are drawn to us. Um that's also in scripture. It says in First uh, Corinthians 11 and 10, For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Um, it's called exus. I can't exus. Yeah. Thank you. I always mention exus's <laughs> power. And so that also means to have authority and liberty. So when you have that authority and power and liberty on your hair, you have the liberty to worship. Angels are in your presence. You have the power and authority to cast out demons, to protect your home. And you have the authority to be a prayer warrior, to travail, to intercede for people who, who are lost, to, to lift those up who are fallen, to, to battle against anything that comes against you. Your hair is not there to bind you, to, to oppress you, to suppress you. Your hair is there to give you power. Your hair is there to make sure that you are protecting your home. Your hair is there because you are submissive to God and your husband, that everything works smoothly and correctly in the power and the order that God has given you. Your hair is not just there to, to, for you to uh, follow rules. It's, it's there for a purpose. And so when you don't cut your hair, when you, when you don't cut your hair, you are bringing angels towards you and you are sending out powerful angels to defeat these battles. And, and uh, like Brother Banken said, his mom prayed for him and stopped him in the middle of a drug bust yep. and protected him. And so you think you're sending out, you're sending Michael out to go and stop these things from harming your family. You're sending Michael out to go and to stop people from coming into your homes and, and robbing you, protecting you from car accidents. Those are things I always think of. I get in the car and I pray and I'm like, God, dispatch angels around my family, dispatch angels around my children, dispatch angels around my church. And that happens. It's not something you just say. It's something that actually happens. 
because I have this on my head because I honor God. I ask him in return to honor me and my sacrifice. And he is gladly doing so because I am worshiping him in this fashion, in this form. And so that's why your hair is so powerful. This is no way binding you. This is no way oppressing you or making keeping you under a thumb. Right. This is freedom. This is liberty. This is power. We are prayer warriors as women. Uh, Men pray with authority, but women intercede and, and travail and send angels out. I can't express this enough that when you do not cut your hair, you are sending out warring angels of God. But when you cut your hair, when you are in rebellion, those angels will flee from you because they don't want to see the same thing happen to you that happened to Lucifer. They have a memory. Yes. They remember. They remember when the covering fell. Yes. What it meant for them. So when they saw Lucifer fall, they they saw all their friends go. Uh, neighbors, whatever. I don't know if angels have friends, <laughs> whatever. The guy who stood next to them or whatever. And so when you cut your hair, they will turn from you. And, and, and it's like, I can't watch you do this. I will not be... Um, what is the word I'm looking for here? Influenced by you. So they turn and they run from you. Because they don't want to fall. Right. So that's why when there is an offense that comes upon you or when there's any sort of reason for you to want to walk away or you something silly happens, the first thing most women do is they cut their hair because it's that little seed of oh, deceit. That, that is so true. That Lucifer can I, put in you. I'm not naming any names and I never will. On this podcast, name any names, (laughs) except for your guys. (laughs) Um, But every single, I've seen couples leave this church. Yeah. Um, And not because we're doing anything wrong. They have something that goes on with them. Yes. And they decide that walking this walk is not for them. Right. And I'm, I'm not saying it's okay because it's obviously not. But if I have them on Facebook, if I have them as friends on Facebook or, you know, or my wife does. Uh, what the, the first thing that I see different in their photos is the woman immediately cuts her hair off. Right. And it's that seed of deceit that says the reason you kept your hair long is because you were uh, oppressed or, yes. or something like that. And that's the seed of deceit that Lucifer will put in you to take the angels of God off of you and to attach not good and so, fallen angels. So everybody knows. We are using scripture to back this up. Yes. This isn't Kara Cooper's feelings. Right. This isn't what Kara Cooper has deduced from, you know, all on her own. This this is this is a scriptural backing. Yes. And that was in 1 Corinthians 11 saying that uh, her hair is long. I can read it again if, if you'd like to revisit it. Yes. 1 Corinthians 11 and 10 for this. Uh, for this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. And um, and it also says that you dishonor your head in 1 Corinthians 11 and 5. If you cut your head, it's the same as it being shaven. And therefore, your covering is removed. That's what we're saying. It is powerful. And if you look at it another way, and just from a different perspective, perspective, look at it from our enemy's perspective. Yes. What... What brings him the most pleasure? Hmm, disorder. Discord. Yeah. Disorder. Does he want to take you down? Yes. Does he want to take everyone you know down? 
everyone who's living for God now and that you have an influence over, what does it do to your testimony if you say, I'm not doing this anymore, right. whack it all off. There goes your testimony because uh, we have all seen it happen. Yes. And um, our enemy knows us better than we know ourselves. So the, the, the thing we have to watch for is any little seeds that you feel in your in your spirit. If you're if you get a little bit bent out of shape about anything to do with that. If somebody says, well, you know, uh, cutting your hair is wrong, which I believe it, you know, biblically, we're following the Lord. So we're going to, we're going to do what his word says. But then a lot of women will bring in, well, I trim it and I, you know, I get split ends. I do this and I do oh that. Oh my goodness. I was literally about to ask the question <laughs> of what you guys thought about that. What keep going, please. <laughs> Shaving is short. And it, mm -hmm. and it says in the word that your hair should be, that your hair is for your covering. Yes. And, um, any anything that comes upon it to cut it because the hairs on our head are numbered he knows it mm. i mean it says in his word that every if he, that. if he cares <laughs> about us enough to know how many hairs are on our head does he know whether they are cut or uncut and it doesn't matter the length of a woman's hair it's just that her hair is uncut some right. women hair it just does not grow right. other other women step on their hair you know the ones that have it they're stepping on it they're saying i wish mine wasn't quite you know, it's a lot to deal with. We understand we all have our issues and God made us all different. But if we, if we stand on that word and follow that word, we have that power. And just like Kara said, the angels are not going to hang, hang around rebellion. Right. And rebellion is, rebellion is just something that they won't. You can just see when somebody rebels, you just want to back away from them. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to be around somebody that is in rebellion. All you want to do is pray for them because at that point you just have to pray, God, please deal with them because I can't, I can't subject myself to what they're doing because it can drag you down. The enemy wants to take us all down Yes, because it takes, he takes joy in that. That's what he came to seek to kill and destroy. Our enemy knows us better than we know ourselves. So any little seed of anything, if you, if you still harbor things in your heart about your hair, don't you think he's going to come up with something to put in your little mind yes. or that will hack you To try you and give off, you an excuse to of, hack you of off. why you should, you know, you could do this. Anything. It's okay. And it's okay. You're still, no, you're still no good. No one will know. Exactly. No one will know. Exactly. It's one of the easiest ways for people to like, mm -hmm. oh, well, I'll just cut a little bit off. No one will know. No, no one will but, notice. But God does. Uh, absolutely. And, and the angels do. And um, I was actually, I totally messed this up one time. I was trying to explain this to some ladies and I just wasn't, obviously I, I'm going to say my heart wasn't right or, or it was, I don't know. I just messed it up. And, um, the lady came up to me and she was like, I want to let you know that I can tell you right now that I cut my hair and I felt God remove himself from me. She said, I sat wow. there and I cried in the hair salon because I no longer felt safe. Mm. And she's like, I will never do that again. See, and here's the thing. Uh, this is how we are different from from what happened with Lucifer because you brought you brought up the perfect story. But what happened when Lucifer, when iniquity was found in Lucifer, he immediately was cast out. There was no second chance. There was no there's no time for forgiveness. There's no time for anything. As soon as iniquity was found in Lucifer, he was gone. Right. 
understand that it that just because you do cut your hair, you know, it, or if you have cut your hair in the past, it, you're not far from forgiveness. Right. You. It, it's important to understand why we keep our hair long. It's it's important to understand why we have that covering and what that covering means. So we look to scripture for that. You're not. You're never too far for forgiveness. The 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 trumpet hasn't sound yet. <laughs> you right. you're. You right. have you you absolutely right. can be forgiven mm -hmm. for cutting your hair. Right. So don't so I'm not I'm do not mistaken this as an excuse. <laughs> do not mistaken this as an excuse. I <laughs> you if you think that you can say, oh well brother Beeler told me I can I can cut no. my hair and I'll be forgiven. No, 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 no. No, I'm telling you right now, if if you're listening to this podcast, you just heard why you need to keep your hair long. Yes. You just heard why. It's biblical. And, and, you, and you have to keep your hair long. Definitely. And if you go by, if you pray the Lord's Prayer every day, if you if you call on God every day, Lord, forgive anything that I have done. You know what you've done. Mm -hmm. If you've if you've trimmed it, if you've cut it, if you've whatever. Yes. God is not gonna say, you dirty, rotten person, you are forever fallen, you have no chance. He is there to pick you up, just like a one of your daughters, Nathan, coming to you and saying, Daddy, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. You're going to pick her up. You're going to hug her. You're going to forgive her. Absolutely. And that is exactly what he wants us to do. Just like when Adam fell, if they had taken responsibility and said, I, I, we've done this against you, God. Yeah. But they didn't. No. They didn't accept the responsibility that they had done wrong. <laughs> but Sometimes. God wants us to say, I messed up. Yes. I messed up. I let my head overrule what I knew in my heart was right. right. I let my offense take over. Right. And that's why we have to be so in tune with God. Because if we don't, I mean, if you lay your Bible on your counter or wherever on your book side and never open it, this is a living word. Mm. It is living, which yes. means his word is, is living for us. Right. Every word that is in it is for us today. But yes. if we don't open it up and read it and find out how we can apply it to our lives, it's as, it's like any other book. For sure. You know, so it tells us everything we need to do. But he is a forgiving father. So nobody yes. is too far gone to. We've seen people be gone for a long time and then they, they come back. Their heart gets right. You know, enough prayers have gone and they finally saw and they came back and we just bring them back in like they've never been gone, right? you know, and just pray that, that they would get this word in their heart so right. that no offense, no hurt, no, nothing can draw them away. That's the problem. We don't get this in our heart. so that whenever any little offense, oh, this person said so-and-so about me, or this person doesn't like me, or I wore the wrong thing or blah, 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 blah. They didn't ask me. They didn't do this. <laughs> you know, we don't get our little feelings hurt and do leave church and blame it all on God. Right. Hello, it wasn't God. Right. Nobody ever blames anything on the enemy. Right. It's always, why God, or why did themselves. you do this? Yeah. Yes, right. it's yeah. always, why God, why did you let this happen? <laughs> and it's like, seriously. Why did I have such a bad attitude about it? <laughs> is the real question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, it, I think a that? lot of things could be summed up that way. Yes, and, and I was going to say as women, emotionally that's how we are functioned to think like mm -hmm. we are emotional we are way more emotional like men are most men are very logical visual. and visual. visual yes 
But for us emotional, we're like, oh, I don't feel pretty. Mm. I don't think that I, I fit in. I don't match these people. I feel sad that I look different. I feel. And, and so that was hard for me was I don't feel pretty. I don't feel like I fit in because, because you didn't have the you were you were still thinking of what the world thought was pretty. Yes. And I I was looking at my friends who like, you know, blonde beach hair and I was, you know, I'm back to this dark mop <laughs> on my head, which <laughs> I love now. Yes. But at the time like that's what I thought because I'd always have highlights, I'd always do a trim and I remember the last time I left the salon and I I had like bleach highlights and I cut my hair to my shoulders. And I just walked out and I'm like, oh, I feel good. And it was almost like God was like, but I don't. Mm. And it was like instant conviction. And I'm like, I will never do this again because I do not want to hurt you. Like I never wanted to hurt God. Mm. And I just felt like I let him down. And that was a personal experience that's my that personal, you had to yes. go through. And I think that's part of the key is understanding that you're going like, there's going to be an aha moment. Yes. There's going to be a light that gets flipped on that's never been flipped on before. Yes. When you're, so what I'm trying to facilitate in this conversation is help get that light switch turned on yes. because it's it's the the one thing I do see, especially in young women um, that haven't been married, that are you know in high school maybe or or maybe even college, the world that they the world out there they are more you. you you brought it up earlier, brainwashed. The yeah. world out there will happily brainwash you into thinking that you have to wear makeup to be pretty. Yes. Your hair needs to be a certain length to be pretty. It has to be a certain color to be pretty. Mm -hmm. You have to wear jeans to be pretty. Wearing a skirt is demeaning. Wearing a skirt is is too womenly. Uh, I'll, I'll say this without trying to get too political. The world right now is trying to get rid of women, it seems like. Oh, well. Any distinction. I was like gender in general. Yes, but the way I see it is... The, the women in the in the new feminist movement, they're trying to say that the man has all the power, so they're trying to match the man. But that's not the order of God. Exactly. And that's what happened with Lucifer, because the he got correct, out of order. Yes, the correct order was God, cherubim, angels, mm -hmm. and and Brother Bankins does a really cool job. I'm just shouting him out because he's a Bible <laughs> study right now. It's a figure eight. Like God, yeah. angel, angel, like, you know, if you could see me, I'm doing a figure eight. <laughs> um, and so when Lucifer tries to put himself up next to God, and so it's God, Lucifer on the top level, and then the angels below him, there's no fluidity. It's It doesn't work because there's no equal to God. And so that's what caused discord. And so when a man and a woman try to get on the same level, there's no fluidity because it doesn't work that way. God's correct order, God, man, woman. So when a woman tries to put herself on the same level of man, it doesn't work. It doesn't mean that we're below them in any other form or fashion. It's just the correct order of God. We're not beneath them, um, under their feet or... And, and I, I'll speak, I, I want to know that you're doing a fantastic okay. job <laughs> because it does make, it absolutely makes sense. Okay. And so for anyone out there that thinks that like, Kara only does what Buddy wants her to do. That's absolutely <laughs> untrue. If there's anyone out there that think that thinks that Amber only does what Amber's the boss in this relationship, I'll do that right now. I <laughs> there's she's the neck that turns the head. Yes, there exactly. There there, uh, it, a cr a Christian marriage, especially, is a partnership for sure. It because it. I cannot do this without her. Right. 
she cannot do this without me. Right. I could not raise my kids by myself. There's a part of what she's doing with our kids that I'll never understand. Yes. I'll never have a hand. I'll never. I'll never have a handle on. She's amazing. My, my wife absolutely is amazing. She I'll brag is. on her all day long. She is <laughs> wonderful. She is. she is. She. I. I. For for a, for a good portion of our relationship, I don't. Not a good portion. A good portion of the beginning of our relationship, she was always worried because I was at work. There's, I work with women, other yeah. women. She was so worried that I would, you know, sure, there would be something I'd find out there that I would want more. That is that is the furthest from the truth that she knows that now. She absolutely knows that now. I could not imagine anyone else I want to 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 do this with right. than her. Right. And I in so it's not it's not there's no it's not a power game. There's no there's no it's not like the, the relationship that that we have with God is not is not a power struggle it's not a power order that's that's not what it is at all i'm the man of, of my house i there's a protection that i offer mm -hmm. but there's a protection that she offers that's that's much better than mine right. there's only so much that i can do as a man the woman, and she's your covering absolutely there's there's no way and since you guys are married there is no way and for your family to have the angels drawn to you without her now. Exactly. My hair is not long enough. Right. And so. And it should, <laughs> and it, and it should not be. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And if it was, we'd have real problems. Yes. Yeah. I forgot the beginning of that question. Did we, did we go over what you asked? What did I ask? Your question. I totally forgot. Your question when you asked us a question, what you were trying to delve into. Did you just make up the question and now I've forgotten it? No. Uh. We, no, we, we're no. covering it right now. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure no. you probably have uh, to edit it out because yeah. as soon as it gets said, I have a tendency. No, to... no, we're no, I, and that's the, I mean, that's the point of the podcast is I don't want it to be structured. I want mm -hmm. to flow with what the okay. Holy, I feel the Holy Ghost when we're talking about this. It's amazing. I just like closed my eyes. I'm it, like, oh Lord. It, it is awesome. It, but this is what the podcast is supposed to be. Right. It's not, it's, I don't want it to be only this, sure. what I write down and, and have a handle on. Yeah. And I know that uh, maybe not not going off topic, but in the same topic, you know, you talk to a lot of women who aren't members of our church or who go to church and they yeah. say, well, I just don't believe that God cares how we look. That is That's, so and, untrue. And if that was the case, okay, you know, why? Just to take it for instance, this isn't even on dress. If he didn't care specifically how we looked, then why did he give, give Moses detailed extremely detailed instructions on how he wanted the tabernacle set up and dressed and for his people to dress and for them to, you know, eat and how they cleanse themselves and all right. that. If he did not care mm -hmm. and if he is the same yesterday, today and forever, what makes anybody think that he does not care how we present ourselves to the world? Absolutely. And the same can be said for Noah's Ark. Right. He, if you read, like, if you read, like, it, it was like he 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 got down to the like the 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 very smallest minute detail of what it had to be right. because if he didn't build it that way, it wouldn't have worked. It would have sank. Right, and and back to what you said about men being visual. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Like, we are protecting men from sinning. Mm -hmm. Also, very powerful. And of course, we, you know. It, uh, you know, getting on the whole dressing standard because it always comes back to that. Men don't don't play the part like women do, and we know that. Right. We know that we take on the visual part of being an apostolic because that's what people see. Yeah. Right. Okay. That is the first thing people will notice about us: either our hair, our dress, our attitude, 
And if we don't present that in a godly fashion, in in what I want to uh, term a moderate fashion, a modest fashion, um, we're just, we may dress, you know, I may dress in the prettiest dress, the longest sleeves, the highest neck, the, you know, whatever, whatever fits, okay? Um, but if I'm, uh, if I'm shrink-wrecked into it, is that helping <laughs> my brother in Christ? No, I was just thinking that the other because day. Because it is well, our here. job. Okay, it is our job as women. Um, it is our job as women to make sure that we don't put men in a position where they start to uh, have lustful thoughts. Yes. And if we do not dress appropriately, since men are such visual creatures, are we not putting them in danger of sin? Because right. yes, it is. Yes, it is a sin for a woman to display herself in such a way as to draw a man's eyes to the parts of her body that should not be on display right. and uh, cause men all around us to, instead of being worshiping worshipers and they're only distracted. see, they're distracted by what they see. And, you know, that, is, that can be a huge issue. You know, I, we, in, to, I, in today's world, that today's is world, a very big problem. Yeah. And just like uh, uh, my husband and I, I'm always thinking about either when I shop or when I buy anything or when I put something on to go to church or I've learned through the years, you know, what he does like and what he doesn't like. If I'm in question or doubt at all, I always ask him, is this, is this appropriate? Is this okay? Mm -hmm. And he is always for sure going to tell me. Yes or no. It's, it's, it's not happened very many times, you know, but I, it's, it's taken a lot of years to, to know what's okay. What's not okay. What, what, what fits me well, what does not fit me well, what may fit my neighbor may not look good on me. Right. And I may very, be very uncomfortable, uh, but it should not be our goal to, I don't know how I want to say this to be as, as following any kind of guidelines as we can, but in our heart, we're thinking that I'll do this, but I'll do it my way. Hmm. You know, that's when our heart is not pleasing God, but right. we're still pleasing the fashion world. We don't, we don't want to be known as like when, when, uh, when fashion is created, you know, comes from a, you know, a, a designer, yeah. you know, uh, 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 whatever. And they call it a collection or a house or whatever. Yeah. You don't want to be known as the, you want to be known as the house of Jesus. This is the temple, right? You know, and you want people to look at you and say, you know, they're not going to, you know, be able to see your underwear through your clothing. They're not going to be able to discern the shape of your body through your clothing. You want it to be moderate. You want to be modest because we are, we are daughters of the King. You don't yes. see daughters of the King looking like anything the world has to offer. Right. And the world, what the world has to offer is so opposite and di diametrically opposed right. to what God wants for us. He frees us. The world doesn't free us. Right. He frees us to be true women and tr in, in our beauty and in, in how we look when we have our focus on him. If we're married, if, if we try to please our husbands because he is our, our authority under God, and if, if, if he says, no, honey, I don't think that's going to work. And we go out in it anyway, it's the same as going against God. Right. Absolutely. You know, yes. and, and so 
it is just it's it's such a deep subject. It is. You know, it's a really deep subject. But really what we have to do is we have to if we're not sure how to dress, find something somebody that we like another mentor, another someone that you take for those of you who aren't married. Yeah, and... for even for married women, it okay. takes I it takes Sister Vanessa. It takes you know, it takes a little bit to oh you know, and for women just getting in church when they don't have the, when they don't understand yet why oh, we true. do the Very things true. we do. Very true. Because um, we've had women, you know, and Lord help us, okay, because human nature is judgmental. It is. And we need to know and realize that we are always having new babies come in. Yes. And we don't expect new babies to be like a seasoned saint and know everything there is to know and to be act acting the way they act. What we are called to do is be an example. Yes. And if we are not the example, then there's a problem. Right. If we've been living for God, you know, quote, quote, unquote, living for God for 20, 30, 40 years, and we still look like the world, then I think we have a problem. Absolutely. I, I go, I would, I and so yes. like if Kara was coming into church and I looked just like Kara did when she came into church, she'd have no, no, <laughs> she would have no guidelines. I'm and just I, and I kind of like, oh like to say, it's not so much a stand. I don't, because the standard word really bothers women, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just the authority it, thing. I think it. I think it bothers us because it it it's, it feels like it's coming from a man, and a man is telling you how to dress as a woman, and it's and it's just like. Right, but well, you know, I think it's more. I'm of, not telling you to go out and wear a paper bag or anything like that. I don't want you to. Be, <laughs> I, that's not. That's not what. I'm, that's not what we're saying. I mean, <laughs> dress nice because you are, I mean, I, we are daughters of absolutely. the king. He yeah. doesn't want and you to, he doesn't want you to go out looking like, like you just came off like the street or anything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah no, not, nothing like that. But respectful and, and embrace your femininity. There you right. go. That's what the key yes. is. But without, um, being loosey goosey. Yeah. Without, <laughs> without, without overstepping bounds. Yes. Of, because you don't have to be sex, quote unquote, sexy to be right. feminine. You don't yes. have to. You don't want to exude that. Yes. Because when you exude that, exude, what a word. I know. Um, <laughs> if, so you, if you, um, that's not intelligent. That's just, you can see from experience because not all women who come to church or that you meet have the same attitude towards God and right. towards what they wear because they have a different uh, agenda. They want men to look at them. Mm. You know, they want they to do. get the eye. Yes. And so they know what to do. And I, as a married woman, can see a woman doing that. Yes. And I know that. And I know how it affects men. So it's not like I'm going to go up to that woman and say anything, but I am going to be an example. And I'm going to try to shield my husband from yes. that exposure as much Just as possible. Just them and being around them. Um, that was the biggest thing for me is just like being around my mother-in-law and, and Lara mostly. Um, it was just seeing like there is beauty and confidence. Mm -hmm. And when you're confident in the Lord, mm -hmm. there is beauty in your dress. Mm -hmm. There is beauty in, in knowing like I am heaven bound. Mm -hmm. I am submitted to my husband who loves me, who, um, you know, loves the way I look. And I'm not doing this for anyone else, but for God. And, there, and this beautiful like confidence that just glows off of you because it doesn't matter what so-and-so says because I'm confident. And it doesn't matter what so-and-so says because they're not who you're trying to please. Right, mm -hmm. right. But that's such a hard thing in this, in this self-absorbed 
we want to please those around us yes. and we don't think because that's what the world wants the world wants us to be like the world act like the world dress like the world do what the world does why are we so bombarded with the media and the you know the 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 magazines the books the whatever Everything. you know the the movies that you might watch the mm. whatever it 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 wants to put all that on display and there are no secrets you know no secrets that, nothing is withheld right and you know just like in the tabernacle and i don't know why i'm getting back to that but why were the most holy things hidden away why did god want the most holy things mm. hidden That's away good. the most holy does he want our most holy things hidden away we all know what we're talking about yes. i mean we're adults right. yes do you think he has the same attitude? He's doing that not only to protect us. I mean, he's when when these guidelines, I call them guidelines because I look at they're they're there for our protection. If I dress in a way that does not cover those uh most important things, right. I am saying they mean nothing and that that in my life means nothing and that's the world is going to pick up on that. That is very powerful. And so if that's what young women are doing, then you know we want to to try and steer them back to the word you know if they're just coming into into church or like that or just when we're witnessing out there and we see young women that are you know all we can do is be a, an example you know oh honey you know it just depends on the relationships we have with them right. and what we can say and right. how we can say it and you know, pray that God will will guide the Spirit in us, us so, to what to say. So to so to to add on top of that, if you're a young woman listening to this podcast, mm -hmm. find a mentor, find somebody sure. that you are going to allow speak into your life whatever it is you need to hear. Godly advice. Godly advice, because without that voice being able to tell you. If you walk into church and, you know, you're not wearing what you're supposed to or, you know, yeah. whatever the case may be, having a, an, a, a and I, I suggest you find a, a woman because it's it, the relationship you guys can build is going to be a lot more important than yeah. just the relationship you can build with the generic pastor in the church. And I don't mean that in any slight, but just for example, if Kara came in and she said, Sister Ma, I would like you to be my mentor. I want you to tell me where I mess up. That 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 relationship that you're starting is so important because she can say, "Hey, now now you have somebody to turn to and say, "Hey, you know, is this appropriate? Hey, is this appropriate? Hey, is this appropriate?" And and then being called out on it it, it hurts sometimes. Yeah, it hurts, but you know, if we do everything we do out of love, you know, out of, out of love for our our sister because we're all in this together. If I'm not helping you, what good am I doing? Exactly. And just like uh, it's been oh several years ago that some new converts came in and and she didn't she didn't look like us. I mean, like us. She didn't look like an apostolic Pentecostal lady. Not at all. Not at all. And down the road, you know, we didn't we didn't ever ridicule. We didn't ever call her on anything. We didn't. We just loved. Mm -hmm. We loved and we loved and we let God do the teaching. And one day she said, you know, I think God's really been dealing with me. And I threw out all my pants because I only want to, to, to wear skirts because I see it. I Praise see it. God. That's awesome. You know, but we did, we, we just were who we were and we continued to love and we continued to, you know, lead and guide. And that's what 
that's what we're called to do. Right. You know, we are called to let God convict. We are family. Yes. Let God convict. We yes. are family, and we don't all get that at the same time. Exactly. He created us different. Does it's that that doesn't mean you're going to hell because you haven't got it yet? Right. Yes. You are being as obedient as as you can right now. Right. Okay. Unless you're like someone like me, and and I just wanted to be like him. I didn't know why I was doing it. I was just doing it, but I didn't have it in my heart. Right. I just did it. You know, but not everybody is like that. Right. Listen. And we have to understand that. Yes. But, you know, we just don't want, we don't want our hearts to, to stay the same, to stay stagnant. If we are not, if we aren't growing and developing in our, in our godly, our Christian walk as a mentor to, you know, young women can be mentors to other young women. Absolutely. Yes, peers and, and. A mentor yes. in a good way and also a mentor in a not so good way. Yes. And, and. Young women, middle middle aged women, older women, we all need to realize that not every woman is going to be that mentor for us. Right. Yeah. You know, we're not going to have the same relationship with everybody, and that's okay because there's somebody for everybody. Yes. You know, there's somebody for everybody. Yes. But I just, I, I always look to that. I always think, you know, just find somebody. If you don't have anybody, find somebody. Because there's and, so many women and in this church, are, especially yes, there there are so no many women that it's a are. Variety. It, you have you have the silver plate of of all of the yeah, so much to choose from, which uh, I did exactly. not I did not have that. So and I'm so like I said, I'm so awesome. thankful. Um, yes. and this is so awesome. I, I'm on Facebook right now, and if you need anybody to. To, if you if you feel this podcast has touched you, but you don't know how to connect with anybody, please message me personally. I will I I will absolutely find somebody to to set you up with, uh, in whatever it takes. I'll, I'll make that dedication to everyone listening right now that's looking for that type of. I will second that. I mean, even if Definitely. you just want to ask some questions, I will be as honest and gentle as possible. But I mean, if, if the I'm word not, is what the word is, right, right. <laughs> and if I'm not your cup of tea, I'll direct you in some other direction. Exactly. <laughs> that's, and that's the way it should be. Yes, that's the way it should be. I most definitely, definitely. Yeah. So let me ask one last question. What do you think would be the most important thing that you could tell a young woman today, if she were looking for like, I don't know, uh, um, someone to tell them. Hey, I, I'm I'm totally new to this, or I've been in this for just a little bit. What what is the what is the thing I should be seeking after the most? Well, probably what I didn't do is what they should probably be doing first, <laughs> and that is is starting in the Word mm -hmm. and let the Word. If if like me, um, you're a I listen, so I read the Word out loud. And when I read it, it comes to life. And if it doesn't come to life for you, then maybe it's you're starting in the wrong place or whatever. But the word of God will, it will enlighten, it will convict, it will talk to you like nothing else. Is there any, are there any specific scriptures that would stick out to you in that way? Um, let me let Kara talk before. Um, and not, not really that, but in Titus 2, 7 and 8, um, and I don't, let me look it up really quick because I don't think I quoted it, but I, I said in here, um, what you do speaks so loudly that I can't hear what you're saying. 
always be aware of what you're doing because it doesn't matter what you say. Ooh. If you're not, if you're not doing that, if they know you're not doing that, it doesn't matter what you tell them to do. Yeah. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. Well, and then if you're not even doing it, you're probably not hearing it. Right. I mean, well, I mean, you can come to church and you can sit and, <laughs> and go over your head. Head. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, for me, uh, it's, I had to pray first because if I didn't have my heart right, then I couldn't read the word and, and absorb it correctly because I'm going to come into it as, oh, I'm going to read a few passages before I go to bed or I'm going to, you know, just go over this and then you get stuck in the begats and begats like I did and it was terrible. <laughs> but I, I would say, um, go to a prayer room. Um, when you come, when you come to church or, or get with a friend to walk in the prayer room with you, um, I remember I was struggling to pray and I was so upset because I could like, at first I got the Holy Ghost like two times and it was like, I was, I was dead. I was like, where is, where is it? Like, what am I doing wrong? And I remember Caitlin Brown, now did it Dylan, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, was in the prayer room and she was on fire and just like came in there speaking in tongues. And I hear you speaking in tongues and I hear Sister Wheeler speaking in tongues. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And it was just, I wasn't prayed up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you pray, you, you're opening yourself up to, to receive God and, and to hear God and to accept God and to get all this dirt out of you. And so when you read the word, you're just filling yourself up with this pureness of God and, and love and it makes everything to cutting your hair, to wearing skirts, to s- cleansing yourself of the word easier because when you pray, you're communicating with your father. Well, also that and um, it's so hard to let go of the things of the world that we've had in our life for oh, so long. Yeah. yeah. Especially know, just, if we've gone like public schools and things like that. Public schools, but not, you know, public schools. So For younger not, women, I'm sorry. So well, <laughs> public, yeah, public schools. And it's not just our friendships. We have to, we really have to look at our friendships. We have to look at the material that we read and listen to. Yes. I mean, it all plays a part because what, what you listen to, what you give yourself to, oh, you will become. So mm. yes. What goes in will show it will, itself out. It will come out. So, because the Bible does say, and I've got it in here somewhere. I'd have to come up with the scripture. I've got it written down, but it says, uh, put no evil thing before you. Yes. That's like any, I mean, what is evil to us? What do we consider evil? And it's funny because Unlike God. your conviction will show you what's evil. Yes, it will. It and it, will. it just like God will, mm-hmm. yeah, he'll speak to you through his word, <laughs> but he'll also speak to you through your conscience. Yes. So if, if you're thinking something might be questionable, if you're even questioning it in it your probably mind, it probably is. <laughs> safe. So uh, Sister Cooper here just gave us where her Holy Ghost senses are behind her ears. Yeah. Just it's, so also, knows. it's also similar to Spidey sense. <laughs> <laughs> So if you don't know when God is talking to you, if, if you get that little thing saying, people call it a conscience. Yes. It's oh, not a conscience. Yes, I'm like, oh, I'm like, yeah, it's not a conscience. That's, that's, that's. So a, if you feel like you shouldn't do something or if you shouldn't go somewhere, if you shouldn't read something, if you shouldn't watch something, if you shouldn't be associating with something, it's probably because there's a good reason for it. And God is just trying to protect He's so trying to get your treasures. He's, He's trying to get your attention. Yes. And he, I mean, that is, that is what he wants. He wants, he wants to be in tune. He wants yes. the conduit mm-hmm. to be not malfunctioning. He yes. wants it to be, if you can see me, I'm stretching a line Invisible between string. my fingers. Yes. <laughs> 
from God to us. And he doesn't want anything to interfere with that. So when we have other things that are taking our time away from him, that are causing us to look in different directions, causing us to do things that maybe aren't appropriate, um, not saying they're not appropriate for everybody, but they're not appropriate for us. Those people in our lives that don't speak truth and life and peace and godly stuff, we can't always cut them off because we are family with them. Right. But that doesn't mean that we are going to overload our ourselves with their presence all the time. Yes. Yeah. If that makes sense to oh, you. Perfect sense. We can choose our friends, but we can't choose our family. And think, we love our families. Yeah. We want to be an example to them. But sometimes we just have to pray that God, send them if me. I can't reach them, <laughs> please send somebody who yes. can reach yeah. them. You know, if I can't reach him with the way I'm living, Lord, I know that there's somebody out there who knows them Amen. and that will reach them. That is and, my prayer. And yes. so that is what we have to do. And we have to look for, and I'm not going to say replacements because my husband and I have both taken children on in this church as our own children yeah, and grandchildren on as our own grandchildren that aren't ours because we've just, we've, we've built relationship and we are family. We are the family of God. So if somebody comes up to me and it's like, you're a second mom to me, or, you know, I look at you like my grandma, I'm okay with that. (laughs) You know, I want them to know they have a trusted source. You guys are such a structure in this church. It is, you are definitely one of the pillars that this church stands on. You are one of my safe places, safe places. I'm okay with being a safe place. (laughs) I'm okay with being a pillar. I I am. Um, It's just because well, love like God loves. Like, I just, I always wanted wrong. to be uh, stability. I wanted to be not wishy-washy. I know this. I know this is truth. The most yes. powerful thing we can do is believe. And, yes. and I believe that this is the truth, the way in the life. Amen. And I've, I'm sold out, totally committed to it. And if you're sold out and totally committed to it, you're not going anywhere. Right. You know, and people know that. I, we, my husband and I meet people all the time. Oh, how are you? And we're looking at them like, I don't, oh, I was back in your Sunday school class back in blah, blah. (laughs) I was on your bus back in blah, blah. You know, I, I knew you back when my whoever, and it's like, we're still here. Mm. Yeah. We haven't gone anywhere. And it's just that kind of like that anchor. Um, I look on it as being an anchor. I do too. You know, my kids can shoot off in every direction. I'm still this anchor holding my family here. And I know that that prayer covering is over them because, you know, I pray, I travail, you know, I plead the blood of Jesus over them. Just like I plead the blood of Jesus over your family and over your family, Nathan, because I want, I want my family to go to heaven. And all those people who are coming in, you just want to absorb them in and teach them that this is, you know, this is it. This is this your is chance. It. Absolutely. Yeah. This is it. And if you if you have, and I like to I like to talk to people who don't necessarily have a belief in God or have a question about belief in God. Mm-hmm. I say, look, it's this simple, and I, I I don't like to put it in terms like this because sometimes it's not that simple. But it is this simple. If you believe in God, mm-hmm. you have a word to go by. If you think that God is real and that there is a heaven and that there is a hell, what is the Bible stand like? What's the acronym for Bible basic instructions before leaving earth? Mm-hmm. It, it's the, an instruction. It, it, this, is, is. this is 
the word from God of what you our, need to do. Our guidelines. Exactly. Just if if you guidelines. need help interpreting it, that's a whole different deal. But yes. understand that there. And so I'll wrap it up with this. This has been a wonderful, wonderful podcast. I am so thankful <laughs> that we did this. this. is so cool. Um, there's a separation between the world and us. For sure. And that is the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you have any animus in your heart towards anything that we talked about today, um, it's it's a piece of the world that you're trying to hold on to. It's a piece of the world that's trying to hold on to you. And ask your Bible study teacher or your pastor or anyone to clarify it. And if there was any mistakes, I will be happy to fight it. Oh, we'll apologize. Yes. I'm, I'm not I'm not too proud to apologize. Uh, yes, if there was something that I said that was wrong, I I'm please. Let me know. Absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm humble enough to say like I made a mistake, but this is just my studying from the word and the teachings that I've gotten. This is backed up by yes. the word. And that's mm-hmm. why I brought along someone who is considered an elder in our church. And that's why I brought along someone who's been through the process of going from the world to in the church. And, and it, both testimonies are powerful. Both testimonies are, are necessary for us to understand the scope of what we're talking about but because where two or three are gathered right yes he will be there i i believe that everything we've said in this podcast is true and i'll stand on that yes um i'm not saying that you can't question brother nathan beeler Question me, please. Yes, let's have a bring, discussion. Bring about it on, please. Question Diana Mod. Yes, I'm like, let's go out and have some coffee. Exactly. About it. I I am more than open to talking about this and yeah. helping helping you come to a place because I feel like there's sometimes we hear preaching and we get pricked in our heart because oh the preacher right. just called me out. It's the same thing happens in, in in what we're talking about. Yes. You you're going to get pricked in your heart if it's something that you're dealing with. It is. Yeah, and in a church our size, it's not like our pastor can touch everybody. Exactly. So it's up to us to touch each other. Amen. So reach out. Reach out. Please do. I mean, I, 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 I beg. We love to teach. We love to teach Bible studies. We love to do implore, meetings. I yes. beg and implore. Reach yes. out and 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 just talk to us. We're more. We're open books. Yes. And it, it's and you can in this church. I know there's. 90 percent of uh, there's there's an oddball that you'll find that does want to talk about it but 90 percent of the people that go to this church yes. are more than happy to help you understand I hope what you're going through my passion was flowing through me because i'm very passionate about hair prayer like it's since it was so hard for you yes you've become an advocate I mean, this, this is this was what was so hard <laughs> this is your strength yes like yes. god used my weakness for my strength with that <laughs> so That's awesome it is awesome. That's awesome it's a powerful testimony yes. definitely um I don't think I can end it any better way. Okay. Um, well, thank you for yes. Thank I you for asking me. Feel then. very honored. I it's, was like, "You want me?" I, I'm not so big that that's that's an impact. <laughs> it was for me. <laughs> well, and I, but I, I, I appreciate you guys coming on. It, it, this for me is a ministry, and mm-hmm. for me, I want to make sure that any way I can, I can help facilitate a place where. We can have these type of discussions. Oh, this is yes. nice. This is really good since I didn't even know what a podcast was. Or... <laughs> well, you're so cool now. It's, it's... I'm so cool. <laughs> you just like elevated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go, to but, so... <laughs> <laughs> Go to my app store. Go to my app store. So Buddy Cooper, I'll say this. He called people that listen to podcasts potties. <laughs> potties. 
in, in, in episode one of season he is one. A body. He, <laughs> in episode one of season two, we have a a novice, <laughs> a definite novice. So it's a, I'm this, just I'm glad it's not video. See, I thought it was yeah, video. No, this See, is not. I video. don't know anything. I, I think I'm a junior potty because I only pick up like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a novice. <laughs> <laughs> I need potty training. I guess I'm a, am I an expert potty? Is that what that is? You are an expert. Yeah. I'm an expert potty. <laughs> You're an expert. Oh potty. man, this well, this absolutely has been wonderful and amazing. I'm so glad I was able to facilitate this discussion because i feel like it's something that needs to be had especially in today's age yes it's I not an easy too. topic but i think it's we're gentle we're very gentle yeah if and we've heard if we've hurt anybody's feelings feel free to come and feel discuss feel, yes. feel free to come and discuss we'll, we'll have a discussion about yes. it absolutely and i will apologize to your face <laughs> i'll hug your neck i will whatever and then i'm gonna tell you how wrong you are <laughs> <laughs> i will say sorry for offending you but i'm still right we just I'm can't cover right. we just can't no, cover everything <laughs> That's how marriage works. Yeah, we just can't cover everything in absolutely. just a short no, time. Absolutely yes. Just touching the tip of the But the, But the one oh, thing I will sure. stand on is that we are separate from the world, and we shouldn't bring worldly ideas into the the structure that this is. Right. It, it's the world and this can't live together. Can't. It's just impossible. Oil and water. Exactly. And if and so if you're if you're if you're like Diana said, if you're bought into this, if you're sold out on this, all the other stuff falls away. Right. right. You. Kara got rid of everything else that she loved and wanted to hold on to because she sold out to this. Right. And that's the most amazing thing I think anyone can ever come to the and conclusion now I of. have more. Exactly. Because if you don't imagine. give it up for God, it means nothing. And heaven. Mm-hmm. You will end up giving it up eventually. To what does the Bible the say? Place. If your right hand offends you, cut it off. Yes. I don't want to do that. No, of course but not. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I need I, it. the idea is, if, is, I is if my hand is going to keep me from right. going to heaven, why would right. I want to keep right, it? Right. That's not just your physical body right. he's talking about. If there's something yes. of, that's attached to you mm-hmm. that you're not willing to cut off, that right. it's going to hold. Is that worth oh, not going oh, to heaven? If it's got you tied, if it's got you tied up, and you're not going to serve God because of this one little thing. It's time you, to cut it off. And yeah. because if you do not cut it off, you will end up with an infection. It's going to take you straight to the other place. Yeah. And it's not going to be where you want to end up because yeah. you're going to end up giving it up to go there too. This little this little life we have right now is not worth. Temporal. Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm not like, worth. I just always pray like God reveal it to me. Reveal it to me if there's something that I'm holding on to because old habits die hard. Thank you again yes, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I want to end today's episode on a prayer lord god thank you for bringing us here today thank you for sister mott thank you for sister kara cooper and the word that you brought today thank you for everything that you've done for us and everything that you're going to continue to do for us thank you for your word lord thank you for the ability to not only read your word but to understand it and apply it to our lives lord god and what it means for us to follow after you and follow after what your word says it is very important that in this time We need to understand what your word says for us, what your word has for us, and to be able to apply it to our lives in the most holy way, in the most righteous way that you have for us. I pray blessings upon everyone who hears this podcast. I pray blessings upon Sister Mott and Sister Kara. Thank you for coming on. And in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. This has been the Uplift Podcast because it is uplifting.